welcome to the Sexy Freedom Media Podcast. A place to discuss pain, passion, and pursuits. I want to feel alive. Breathe. Make some moves. Protect the throne. This is Sexy Freedom Media Podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Sexy Freedom Media Podcast. This is your host, Helen Edwards. And my awesome guest today is none other than my sister, Kathy Frankel. The last time we heard from Kathy was on my episode 20. We had her on for the multi-business success story. And she was talking about how she was a successful entrepreneur, businesswoman, and uh, her story of becoming Um, a success from being a teen mom and pushing past pain and thriving forward. So again, we have her back. And this time, her success story has just exploded (laughs) into something completely uh, different. As her sister, I'm totally amazed by her. And she's flying back to Oregon where she lives today. But she was down here visiting in Arizona for a huge, huge reason, and I'm going to let her tell that reason right now. What's up, Kathy? Hey, Nan. Thanks for having me. And um, I know this is going to sound really weird, but I just noticed your teeth are really white. So, <laughs> 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 Okay, I know that sounds funny, but like, dude, I work so hard to get my teeth all <laughs> nice and white, and they're not nearly as white as yours are, so... After this, you got to tell me what your secret is, okay? I sure will. Okay. <laughs> so I was in town. I've been in town for about a week, and um, I've been in town for my check ride. It's a really important check ride. It's a certified flight instructor check ride, a CFI check ride, and it was a really big step for me. It was really the culmination of the last two years' worth of efforts on my behalf, or from me, to work towards this. So this was a really big moment for me. And yesterday was a kind of a big deal because what happened? So yesterday was um, yesterday was my recheck. So I had my original uh, check ride on Monday, and it's a progressive pass test. That means that um, the entire test is comprised of about seventeen different parts, and every part that you pass, you don't have to retake if you fail further along in the process. So I finished 98% of my check ride and coming back in to the airport, I failed on one of my landings and it was it was a pretty spectacular fail. <laughs> like no, it was like it was pretty awesome because after I landed, like I I just turned to my my uh examiner and I was like we're not going to talk about that landing. <laughs> okay. We're just not going to talk about it. I already know. <laughs> and he just kind of chuckled and he was like, all right. <laughs> but fin- finishing at 98% and not a hundred percent as a pass probably was a little bit of a bummer for you. Actually it wasn't. I was so excited. <laughs> no, it sounds funny, but, um, you know, when I first started as a private pilot or as a student pilot, I, every time I went into a check ride, I was so nervous because I kept on thinking, oh my gosh, what if I fail? What if I fail? I never really grasped the full, uh, magnitude of the progressive pass check ride. Like every time you go in to test the portions that you pass, you don't have to redo again. So you can totally celebrate 
passing parts of it, you know, whether you pass a portion of the oral and then fail and have to go do the rest. You never have to do that portion that you passed ever again. That's it's done. So for people like me who don't really know what you're talking about, sounds gibberish about all these passing tests. I think the best way to explain it is people understand like failing after failing after failing when they're trying to reach a goal. So I know for you, when you, let's bring you back to 2018 to the very first time I was there for the beginning when we went to the women in aviation conference in Reno. Mm -hmm. I don't remember how I ended up going with you, but I remember you talking me into going. So I ended up going with you on that ride down to Reno and it was a really fun, uh, car ride. First of all, there was snow. We stopped by, we saw bear tracks and we freaked out. That was a good time. But once we got to women in aviation, I remember going there and meeting tons of women who were pilots. I mean, women who flew big planes, small planes, helicopters, you know, just every walk of life in the aviation field. And it was so unreal to hear about it. And then you were just kind of at that point where you were just kind of dipping your toe in and flirting with the idea. I like when you said flirting, flirting with the idea of becoming a pilot. I was just along for the ride thinking, I don't know how serious you are about this, but if you are, you're crazy. <laughs> I just couldn't imagine you flying a plane. Like for me, somebody who believes in the impossible, planes are kind of off limit. I will never, well, I say I will never <laughs> jump out of an airplane, let alone being a little tiny one is just not my thing. And for my own sister to say, I think I'm going to be a plane a driver or a plane flyer or whatever, a pilot. Pilot. It just, yeah. it freaked me out a little bit. But I was kind of like, eh, whatever my sister wants, I'll go for. And I kind of feel like that with me and my own endeavors when people say, okay, here comes Helen coming up with a dream again. I'm just going to go along for the ride. And then we all get to witness each other just making these dreams, doing what it takes to make these dreams happen. And then all of a sudden the dream is in in full Fruition, 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 <laughs> fertilization. <laughs> it's it's here. It's like we manifested a dream into reality, and for you that was so huge. Yesterday, two years later, just I was there again in Prescott with you, and I remember I was so nervous because I waited outside the gate and I was taking pictures of all the planes in the air, going, "That might be my sister." <laughs> Yeah, so like, okay, so if I take it to the very, very beginning, I mean, uh, it started at, it really started as a kid. I'm not going to sit here and try to say, oh yeah, I dreamed of being a pilot my whole life because that what definitely was not the case. But the interest in doing something really cool always has been there. And I, I remember the very first time I ever took a flight, my very first flight, I was in sixth grade. We went to Washington, D.C., and I got motion sickness, and so they gave me some, like, NyQuil and made me pass out <laughs> on the plane, and I woke up in a puddle of my own drool <laughs> as a sixth grader. So I was like, oh, my gosh. And then they gave me my little wings, and I was so excited. And um, that was the first point I thought, wow, flying is so cool. But I... That's pretty much as far as it went. Yeah. And then um, when I got older, I always thought, oh, yeah, it would be really cool to learn how to fly someday. Like, you know how you never really think you'll actually do it, but right. you think the idea of it is cool. Right. That's how flying was for me. And then I remember when Mike, our oldest son, was in high school. Um, 
and David and I were talking about, David's my husband, David and I were talking about, well, what are our kids going to do when they grow up? You know, we've got four, Mike's the oldest and, and, um, he's the first one out of the house. What is he going to do? How can we encourage him in his adult pursuits to, uh, lead him to success in his own personal life? And of thinking, what can I do to encourage him to do something awesome? You know, like that will help him be successful in life. And I thought, oh, well, what about flying? He could be a pilot. He could learn how to fly planes. That's not, how hard can it really be? I still didn't know anything. But then, so I talked to Mike and I was like, hey, Mike, I started trying to recruit my kids one at a time to try to, you know, if you want to learn how to fly, I'll go and take lessons with you, you know, try to be in that encouraging mom type. And um, yeah, it didn't quite work out with Mike. So then I tried with KJ and his life took him in a different direction. And then I thought about trying with Jake and Jake is into the army. So aviation was never even, never even in his picture. So finally I started losing hope and started thinking, you know, if I'm ever going to learn to fly, (laughs) this is probably something I'm going to have to do on my own. So, um, interesting. You say that I'm going to jump in because it's kind of like what people say, how parents try to, you know, kind of coax their kids into a certain dream and you find out it really isn't the kid's dream. It was the parent's dream that they kind of planted that seed in there. So that sounds exactly like what you were trying to do. Um, well, it wasn't really, I wasn't really trying to tell them what to do. It was more like just to kind of help them explore the ideas of, you right. know, what are your strengths? Well, what so are your consciously, weaknesses? it sounds like you were trying Maybe. to do that. Maybe. Dude, you totally were. Confess. <laughs> <I'm just laughs> You're kidding. so funny. No, but then um, I took my first um, my first introductory flight with my husband because I tried to recruit all my kids and nobody wanted to go. <laughs> <laughs> but so David was the only one brave enough to go with me that day, even though he gets motion sickness. Yay for husband. He's a trooper. And so he went up with me. He took his drama me, took pictures of me. And, um, and I really enjoyed it a lot. And then I thought, oh, I, I think I'd really like to fly. I'd like to learn how to fly. So then I was talking to my husband to see if there was any way that we can make this happen. And, and David, I credit David with a lot of this because he told me, you know what, Kathy? Because we're both entrepreneurs, you know. He's like, if you're going to learn how to fly, you better learn how to make money off of this. Because I'm mm. not just throwing money at this hobby and having you wasting Smart our man. hard-earned money. So then I was like, ah, dang, bummer. Okay, well... Let me figure out how do I make money at this. And so I started doing some research and figuring out if I wanted to learn how to make money at this, I have to become a commercial pilot. I can't just become a pilot, which is what I originally wanted to do. And um, and then as I was le- exploring commercial pilots, of course, the first thing everybody thinks of is that large airline. There's Alaska Airlines, Horizon, American. And so I started thinking, okay, well, what do I need to do that? I mean, first of all, oh my gosh, can you imagine becoming a pilot for Alaska Airlines? That's huge. That is huge. I just didn't realize exactly how huge it was. It's it's really, it's an enormous responsibility. But um, he, being a pilot was always one of those things that's like, somebody else does it, not me, mm-hmm. you know? I'm just this little nobody from some small town that has barely enough people to keep it alive. We don't even have a store. <laughs> and here I am thinking about being a pilot for someone like Alaska. Uh, no, 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 no. But but that's because I didn't really realize how large the aviation industry is. There's, 
you don't have to work for an airline in order to be a commercial pilot. Well, we kind of learned that when we went to the conference. My eyes were open too. There was a whole slew of jobs and opportunities in the aviation area, not just a pilot, but you can be a clerk. You can be somebody who's behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. And that was pretty awesome. Actually, the whole time you're going, look, Non, you could do this. Look, Non, you don't have to fly. You can do this. (laughs) You wanted me so bad to be in that arena with you. Still trying to recruit. (laughs) I know. She's totally still trying to recruit me. But I, I think for me, just to see the beginning and the... I don't want to say the end because this is almost like the beginning for you mm-hmm. also. Mm-hmm. But seeing this, you know, all come it, come to life yesterday when you walked out of the plane area and you're just like, I passed. Like that made you a flight instructor, yeah. which is crazy because yeah. you did. I kind of think of like, you know, you didn't just go to school to become a pilot. You went one step further to become an actual instructor, which brings you back to what David had said yeah, how to make money. So now that I'm at the point where I'm a flight instructor, I am no longer paying for my time. Before, I, as a student, um, I had to pay for my time. I had to pay for my instructor's time. Now as an instructor, I don't have to pay for my flight time anymore. My students pay for my time. So I'm just basically time building for free and making a little money while I'm doing that. And teaching on the side, which I absolutely love. And by the way, I'm just going to say for the record, congratulations on you and David's retiring. <laughs> Thank you. It's kind of a big deal. You're my younger sister. Just uh, no big deal. She just retired last month. <laughs> and now she's about to buy a plane. But hey, no big deal. People buy cars. She buys planes. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a pretty big step. This um, David and I have been working for... The truth is, when we our, our lives started when we got together, when we first met and started working together as a team, as parents, as individuals, you know, our, everything about us just lined up to make just a completely perfect life team. That's what, that's what we're on. Right. You guys are definitely driven. I mean, I've spent, I spent nine months with you guys and seeing you get up every morning and work so hard, you know, balance the kids and you guys had a grip of kids. And I think of people out there that have kids and they're always like, well, I've got kids. I've got a job. Both of you guys had numerous jobs, numerous real estate properties, numerous. It's like you were literally jugglers back and forth with each other. And you're your work ethic was really great too. I'm but you blame, also sacrificed a lot. I'm blaming David for the work ethic because he, I love my husband, but he was totally my slave driver. <laughs> <laughs> Always pushing me to come in. Like, I mean, there were times where, um, he would push me to come in while I was carrying a fever and I'm like, Oh my gosh, are you kidding me? I'm exhausted. I don't want to be here. And he's like, well, you're just going to be laying at home anyways. I'm like, <laughs> I know, that's the point. Work. <laughs> I know, I know. But look at you guys have so much to, so much. I mean, you have what everybody dreams of having. And now your retiring job is going to be a flight instructor, which is so freaking yeah. cool. Yeah. And I, one of the things I wanted, I wanted to talk about is, I mean, I know this, but I don't know how much you want to share about it is what you had to go through to even get to the pilot specifically, you know, where you got to yesterday passing because the last two years was not an easy ride for you. You had to sacrifice so much and a lot of people want big things, but they're not willing to sacrifice and go through the hard times. And you guys, I mean, it was hard and you guys still stuck through it. Yeah, it was. Okay. So like the last two years since I, since from the time that I decided I was going to do this to now has been, 
I would say a little over two years because my introductory flight was November 2017. And then I, when I decided, yeah, I'm going to go do this right after our brother died, um, I, it took me about three to four months to really reshuffle our entire lives, David and I. Once he said he was on board with it, he helped me. We restructured our lives so that I could do this. And, and why did you have to restructure your life? Um, because in our household, at David and I were a team. So we each had our role in that team, the things that we did that worked well, that played into our strengths as a couple. And my part was really large, you know, like I took care of the kids. I did all of the school stuff for them. I did all of the shopping, the paying the bills, managing our household. Like I was the manager of our family, you know, and, and, um, now we were about to look at a time period and we didn't know how long that was where he was going to be doing both of our jobs so that I could go to school because I was away from my family. My school was four hours north of where we lived. So I had to move to another city for the entire time that I was in school. And you moved to a few cities. I did. I, I was in, um, so we live in Oregon. I live in Grants Pass and I moved to Hillsboro, which is right outside of Portland, Oregon, which is four hours north of where we lived. And I would commute on the weekends every week. So I would go to school five days a week and come home on the weekends. And when I had a check ride coming up, I would skip those trips home, which were really crucial to both of our peace of minds, you know. So I had to go without my family for a long time. And, um, it was hard. I missed Jacob's entire senior year of high school, which I didn't think was going to happen. And um, it was really, really difficult. There was a few key parenting moments that I definitely missed out on. And I'm really, it breaks my heart to know that I missed out on those, but it was the sacrifice that I made. And, um, and then when I was done with my Portland, when I was done with my Oregon portion, I actually moved down. I had like a month long break. So I stayed at home obviously. And then I went down to Texas and I was there for all of three weeks before deciding I did not want to go to that <laughs> school. Hated it there. I did. I hated Texas, the humidity. Holy cow. If you're from Texas, God bless you. I, I hated it. A lot of people love Texas. The air is so thick. I actually physically had problems breathing for the first two weeks because the air was so thick. I was literally choking on what it. What part of Texas did you go to? Um, I was in Arlington. Mm. That's uh, just south of Dallas. Yeah. And um, I had a great friend. I, have, I had a couple of friends out there. So it was really nice to see my friends who I hadn't seen in a few years. But um, I, it, it's definitely... Oh my gosh, Texas is like another country. And you really the didn't US. you didn't like the school or you, the schooling wasn't like working school. out for you. The schooling was incompatible with what my goals were. Um I don't want to name them because Right, you don't have you to. Know. But you did I remember you calling and it was really hard and you were just ready to give up on the whole thing at mm. one time. I, I didn't want to give up on the whole thing. I just wanted to give up on the school mm. because I knew that this is what I wanted and this school was not going to, they were period, not going to give me what I needed. And I recall, I want to give up. I'm so sick of this. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, you were just like, you were definitely feeling like you were just upset that day. And, but you pushed through, which was when you called and said, you're leaving Texas. I thought you were giving up on the whole program. (laughs) And then all of a sudden you call and you're like, I'm back at it right, right in your own place. Yeah. Right. That was insane. Yeah. It was just, you know, when I, when I quit Texas, um, 
I was angry and I was frustrated and I was irritated, um, but I was more determined than ever to finish what I intended on starting, you know, what I intended on doing because I was mad that here was a school that I had already paid for all of my ratings, my CFI that I just finished, my CFII, which is everything you had worked up to. My, no, no, no. Everything that I was supposed to do. Oh. So all the stuff that I'm doing right now, plus the stuff I haven't even done, but I was intended on doing. Was supposed to be done in Texas. Is already paid for through this school. Wow. And they let me go. Well, I let them go. But had I stayed with them, it would have been paid for. So this was a huge risk for you to just walk away. It was. It was. Because they, they took my money and didn't give me what I paid for. So it was kind of like you had to make that decision to just let it go. Mm-hmm. And, and pursue, pursue finishing my um, goals somewhere else. Which you're glad you did, right? I so am. My instructor was amazing. Everybody that I've met since leaving has been amazing. Everyone is um, very encouraging and people go out of their way to help you because they know the other pilots and the other instructors and the other DPEs, the examiners, they all know what you're going through and they all want to see you succeed. I haven't met anyone yet who wanted to see me fail. So at this point, if somebody is out there saying, I want to be a pilot, what would what's the first step that you would have them or suggest them to do? Go and take an introductory flight. An intro flight is very, it's a very simple, maybe one or two hour flight with an instructor just to see if you like it. An instructor in their area? How would they look that up? You just uh, look up local airport, go to Google, Google local airport. Um, You can call down there if there's more than one. Call. Just ask for a flight instructor? No, ask for an introductory flight. Introductory flight. Okay. Yeah. Go up, see if it's something you actually like. Um, Flying isn't for everyone. You might love flying, but it might still not be for you. And you won't know that until you actually try. And if it's not for you, that's okay. You can go and find something that is for you. So let's just say it's for them. Then okay. what? What's the second step? The next step that you're going to want to do is let that your instructor know, hey, I absolutely love this and I want to continue doing this. How do we get set up? And then you're going to need to get your TSA, which says, which is a statement saying that you can train in the U.S. to be a pilot, and then you're actually going to need your medical. So it's a it's a specific doctor who can do your medical, and the instructor that you talk to can help you do that. They can help you get scheduled or find an AME, which is a medical examiner, um, and go and get that done. Once you pass your medical, you go back to the school that you want to start flying at and you select your instructor and your instructor will help you fill out a a NIACRA student uh, pilot application and from there you your instructor is going to guide you and help you reach your aviation goals that's so cool that's so awesome yeah and how important do you think it is or do you think it's important for somebody to go to something like the conference that we went to like an aviation conference is it really needed or so it's, it's an experience to be had, but it's not necessary to do this. I did it because I wanted to know more about the field, and I didn't know a lot about it. And it was a real big eye-opener because when I went, I met so many women who inspired me just by what they were saying. 
but it made me feel like I didn't fit in because like we were talking about, I'm just from the little town. I'm not right. You know, I don't have, I didn't have a lot and I didn't know what I was doing. And I was, I felt bereft and, you know, in this whole new world, but they made me feel really welcoming. Um, so being a female, women are super encouraging. Women are super encouraging. Like there's some out there that are snots about it, but <laughs> for the most part, women want to see other women succeed in a, a male dominated industry. Mm-hmm. And so all the women bar one I've ever met have been super encouraging and lift me up. And so I'm really, really, I was really glad that I, that I went. They encouraged me that that's where I was supposed to be. That's awesome. So, and now that you're a pilot, what are your my chances of getting flown to Hawaii? <laughs> let's, let's get to the real talk. <laughs> well, from right here in Phoenix, probably not that great. <laughs> what about Alaska? I want um, to go to Alaska again. Alaska, if I ever move to Alaska and you come and visit me, we'll go for a flight. Okay. That sounds good. Mm-hmm. And so you can teach people how to fly now, right? I absolutely can. So if you're ever in the southern Oregon Grants Pass area, I'll be at 3 Sierra 8, which is Grants Pass Airport. Um, look look me up. Come fly with me. Kathy Frankel. <laughs> All right. So just to leave it off, um, we're going to come to an end here. Thank you so much for sharing your experience. What is next for you besides going to teach people how to fly? So what's next for me? I'm really excited. Um, the ink hadn't even dried on my certificate and I already had a job. I called up my my um, FBO, my airport, and they were like, oh, that's amazing. Congratulations. Come in on Monday and we'll get your paperwork started. So I already have a job waiting for me when I get back to Oregon. Mm-hmm. And um, after that, I'm going to start working on my FII, my instrument instructor rating, which I've already looked at the requirements and I'm already starting on. Okay. What does that mean? Like um, to people like me so, who don't know exactly what you're talking so about. So an instrument, a pilot who is instrument rated means that you can fly through the clouds. Oh, so you can't fly through the clouds right now. No, I can. <laughs> no, I can because I am instrument rated. Okay. I'm an instrument rated pilot, but an instrument rated instructor means that I can teach people how to do what I do. Oh, so I can teach that's students pretty cool. okay. how to fly through the clouds. Okay. So it basically means flying when you can't see. That's pretty crazy. That um, there's even that aspect of, you know, when you're in the air, it's a whole different ball game up there. It's a whole versus different world. Versus driving a car. It's amazing. I love it. And then wow. after, after I get my ins- instrument instructor certificate. I plan on getting my multi-engine instructor certificate, which means I'll be able to teach people how to fly a plane with more than one engine. And then after that, it's going to basically be time building. So I'll be um, working towards gaining enough hours to go to the airlines. I already have my application in with Horizon. So in their next round of recruitment at uh, Pacific Northwest Aviation, I plan on getting picked up and uh, selected for their pilot development program, which means I'll go to Horizon, and hopefully I can use their flow-through program and fly for Alaska. And you're still in your late 30s, right? Or early 30s. I can't remember. Aren't you two years younger than me? I can't remember. (laughs) Yeah, I'm 37. (laughs) Thanks, Seven. Okay, I was just like, maybe she'll tell her own age so I don't have to call her out. Some people are worried about it. No, but you're 37. Kathy, you've done so much from being just a single teen mom to now having this power house, literally powerhouse with your husband, your four kids or five kids. I don't even know, but you're, you're, I feel that there's so many people that can be inspired by you, especially 
mothers and single moms and women who have their husbands and some of them don't have husbands that support them as much as you do. Um, but I feel like no matter what it is, there's no excuse would it ever stop you, whether you had David to support you or not. You always, from what I've known, I've known you my whole life, <laughs> you've always seemed to, if somebody tries to stop you, especially a partner, because David's your husband, but you've had people before him, and I remember them trying to stop you, and that's why they're no longer in your life. You never wanted or allowed anybody to stop you from what you want to do, which is freaking incredible, and you're very headstrong, and uh, I'm, I applaud you a lot, and I, I'm really proud of myself really now because now I can say my sister's a pilot, which is giving me opportunity to boast, which I love to do. <laughs> so I feel very proud of myself mm -hmm. for allowing myself to boast about you. <laughs> so Let me just boast about you more. <laughs> no, but um, thank you so much for coming on this podcast. Is there anything you want to tell anybody out there who is, you know, this is 2020. They're ready to reach their goals, whether they're a pilot or, you know, wanting their own bakery shop or even real estate or even getting a job that they've yeah, always wanted. Yeah, their goals. What would you say to yeah. them if they're like wanting to do it, but they don't know where to start in general, they're freaking out, they might be getting in their own way. How, how would you? So I've actually, believe it or not, I've had a lot of my friends who are on a similar path ask me for advice and I tell them all the same thing. Um, I tell them live unapologetically. Don't apologize to anybody. Don't look at anybody and try to measure yourself against them saying, well, how, what's the right way to do it? There is no right way to do it. The right way is you getting to where you get and having achieved your goal, you did it the right way because you got there. So I tell people live unapologetically. Don't try to find out what the right way to do something is. However you do it that got you to where you want to go, that was the right way. Mm -hmm. And you can give that advice to somebody else. And like I tell people, go ahead and take advice from everybody. Take advice from anybody. Keep what you can use. Throw away the rest. Boom. Air high five. Real high five. Uh, <laughs> that is so good because that's actually exactly the way that I think Wow, we must have the same parents. Um, I'm sure we do. <laughs> All right. And on that, that note, uh, we're perfect timing. It's been 30 minutes. I want to thank everybody for listening in. Uh, like my sister said, if you're looking for some flight lessons, you can always email us too, and we'll get you in contact with our sexy freedom now at gmail.com. Check out my website, free, sexyfreedom.com, sexyfreedommedia.com. You can also follow me on Hell of a Journey with one L. Or Sexy Freedom Media. You can find me on Facebook. And uh, Kathy, where can they find you? They can follow you, can you find on Instagram. <laughs> oh, yeah. I do have an Instagram. I don't check it or use it a lot. But I'm on there. Also, um, I'm in Grants Pass. <laughs> so she's going to be using her Instagram a lot more, especially with her flights, because I'm going to help her. So what is your Instagram? I don't know. It's Kathy.Frankel. F-R-A-N-K-E-L. Yeah. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Again, you can always email me if you have more information or want to know more about Kathy. All of our guests, you can email me and uh, we'll get you hooked up. So thank you guys. Subscribe and uh, we love your feedback. Thank you so much for listening and have an awesome, awesome day. Ciao. Want to hear more? Duh. Visit us at sexyfreedommedia.com.